Welcome back to American Graffiti One Song at a Time. I am your DJ, Doris, and today I have Tom Taylor with me. Hey, Tom. Hey. How how's are you it going, doing? Doris? I'm doing well. Great. How are things over in, let me pull a cliche here, the Windy City? <laughs> <laughs> things are good. It is indeed windy today, but it's also pretty. That's fine. Because I heard just this morning, I heard someone say, well, I'm in Chicago, where they're supposed to be. So what it's, else uh... can I do than watch Netflix? So <laughs> I, I promised myself I would ask Tom, sorry, where if I'm using expletives. Yeah. That's okay. It's your show. You can do what you want. And you've even now that gives me permission to just cuss my head off, but I'll try not to. Well, well, we don't. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just not used to 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 kind of uh, trying to avoid those words because we're not used to beeping in my country. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're those free willing Europeans. You know? We like to pretend that we don't swear over here or get naked or anything like that. <laughs> Stuff happens. <clears throat> That's right. Okay. <laughs> so, our song today is Sweet 16 by Johnny Burnett. Yes. Tom, any kind of spontaneous thoughts on this one? Um, My first thought, and maybe it was your th first thought too, was how old. Can a person be singing to a 16-year-old before it gets creepy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I kept... Th that might have been my first thought. And then the second was, food, I'm hungry now. <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, especially since um, it kind of is in the background of a certain scene in our film. Right. I mean, it works in that way for the movie because, you know, I mean, you know, John, we'll get into the scene in a minute, but he's, you know, faking her out and, and but he's playing on the fact that she's a kid. She's she's mm. much younger than he is. And he's coming on to her, fake coming on to her, you know, to get her to give him her address. But yeah, so it kind of works in that way. But at the same time, yeah, when you're just thinking about the song, you're like, well, okay, if the guy's like, maybe if the guy's like 18, that makes sense. You know, if they're still in high school together. But then why would he be so caught up on the fact that she's 16? That's only two years difference. And so I actually looked it up. I looked up Johnny Burnett and... um You'll not be surprised to learn that he was 26 when he recorded this He was this 26 in, in 1960 when they recorded it, yeah. He wouldn't have had much more chances or many more chances to, to sing, to serenade Sweet Sixteens after that. That is true. Given that he died at age 30. Yeah, in a boat crash. In That's a boat cool. crash, yeah. Wasn't as mm, adventurous or flamboyant as it, as it sounds. He was fishing at night. His boat was dark, and I think a freighter or something crashed oh, into God. it, and he drowned. Oh, man. Yeah. And I thought, this is kind of like, sound, sound um, strange to say, it's kind of an anticlimactic end. Yeah. When I saw that he, when I saw, like, I looked him up, and I saw that he died very young. I was like, oh, my gosh, was he on the plane with, like, the big bopper and, 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 uh, and, and Buddy Holly and everybody? But no. Yeah. That would have been in, what, like, 56? Yeah, that was a lot earlier, I guess, yeah. A lot earlier. In fact, he was already dead in this movie, so, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, Buddy Holly was in those guys. Yeah, which John is lamenting because rock and roll obviously died along with Buddy Holly. I guess so. It's always interesting to hear that stuff, to hear, like, you know, contemporary perspectives on stuff like that. Like, we think of, like, oh, 50s rock and roll, awesome, and you know, you'll like include tons of people who clearly John Milner would not include. You'd be like, no, nope, mm. Buddy Holly, that was it. Anything after that is garbage. Yeah, garbage and surfing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I looked up Johnny Burnett on the net, and if you look at pictures of him, he kind of looks like John. Of course, he is that greaser hair. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and of course, spoilers ahead. Um, I'm thinking of how John ends. Yeah. Yeah. Also that's very true. anticlimactic. And I thought there's a, a strange parallel between these two. Yeah. You know, it's funny too, by the way, like when you first look up the song, it, uh, the first person who comes up is Ringo Starr. Yeah. He covered it in, I guess, 73. No, I think it is actually later. Oh, okay. I mean, the the recording could have been seventy three, but oh, did maybe. you watch? Did you watch the the video that he did? No, I did not. I think in seventy eight. Oh, okay. You have to you have to Google it. Um, I think All it's right. on Vimeo. I'm scared. His love interest in that movie, and she's singing along with him as oh, Carrie Fisher. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. And um, man, it's a very very psychedelic <laughs> video. Kind of like Star Wars Holiday Special meets LSD. <laughs> oh, man. The Star Wars Holiday Special did not need any more LSD. <laughs> it had a lot of it in it already. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should really look it up. I think it's funny. I will. I'm intrigued. But I'm guessing Ringo was even older by the time he covered that song. So, oh, well. Well, at least Carrie Fisher didn't look like she was 16 in that film. Although right. she must have been just 20 or something. It was 16 in quotes. Yes, okay. definitely. Well, hmm. of course, I became uh, be became a fan of that movie and the soundtrack when I was like 15, 16. Mm -hmm. So that song didn't sound creepy to me at all. But, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, looking back on it, you are absolutely right. It has kind of like <sighs> expiration date. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there have been other songs since then. I mean, it seems like I can't think of a ton of examples, but I know there are other songs that are, you know, about, oh, check out how young this girl is. Like, whether or not she's my girlfriend, she's super young, and that's awesome. And like, there's, oh, there's, I don't know if this made it to Germany, but uh, Winger, did you have Winger over there in the 80s? He had, the, that band had a song, uh, She's Only 17, and that was like much more, like this, you know, you're 16, you're beautiful, and you're, you know, like, he's just like, oh, it's so fat, you're beautiful, and you're young, and vibrant, and it's so wonderful, and, you know, but this, <laughs> she's only 17, like, how awesome is it that I'm dating this really young girl, this is totally wrong, but it's awesome, high five everybody, yeah. It, it might just have crossed the pond but it kind of didn't land on my doorstep. You're <laughs> so not missing too I, much. I, I don't know anything about that one. Okay. But of course, there are tons of, of other songs like that. Mm -hmm. And then when you listen to the lyrics, it, it is really, I don't know, peaches and cream, I guess that refers to the skin color. Yeah. Yeah, that that soft, uh, kind of pinkish. And then you're all ribbons and curls. Ooh, yeah. what a girl. And that's like, Reminds me of a doll more than a girl. Right, or like a much, much younger girl than even 16. Like you're nine, yeah. you're beautiful in your mind or something. Eight-year-old, yes, yeah, exactly. It's like, right. talking about a little time. sister. I mean, that reminds me, or like, um, there's a love song out there, and then the punchline is, I can't remember from the top of my head which one, but the punchline is that he's actually singing about his daughter, not his girlfriend, which of oh course is not the case here. No. Because you wouldn't call your daughter your pet. No, I don't think so. You touched my hand, my heart went pop. And ooh, and we kissed. We could not stop. Definitely yeah. not. Yes. Definitely not a sister and definitely not a daughter. <laughs> or at least that would be very, very oof. I yeah. don't even... Let's, let's not go there. Let's go okay. there. Yeah. Move along. Yes. Move along. Move along. <laughs> Nothing to be seen here. <laughs> right. Not the song you're looking for. Exactly. Okay. So, John... He pulls his car into a dark side street, mm -hmm. 
And Carol is kind of already getting apprehensive. Yeah. So why do we stop here? And then, of course, he, he starts his spiel. Yeah. As in, I can't control myself. You're so hot. You're so sexy. Yeah. <sighs> now, this the last time we saw them, I think, was like drag racing with Bob Falfa in the street. Is that right? Uh, good question <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think if there was something that happened just before this that kind of was like the last straw like i gotta get rid of her i gotta get her home or if this is just sort of like sort of the culmination of like okay i've been with her all night i've been trying to get rid of her and i just finally gotta I mean, try something they've already met bob falfa and mm-hmm. he's kind of kind of given him um the go-ahead that they will meet up later yeah yeah and yeah. and sure john now he doesn't just want he needs to get rid of her yeah that's all oh, that's true yeah like he knows there's going to be a showdown later and he doesn't exactly her and he can't have her in the car with him mm-hmm. because that is something that he always he's told her before i'll never let anyone drive in the car with me when i'm doing that right i mean she 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 could have been there like the others she could have watched she probably would have gotten out of the car i don't pack carol as that stupid <laughs> right but um he kind of also doesn't want her to be there, I guess. Yeah, it is weird because he. I mean, if that's, I hadn't really thought of that. That could be the whole reason of why he's trying to get rid of her now, because he was he's been annoyed with her the whole time and he's been like trying to get rid of her. But they've also kind of been bonding a little bit and having a cool time from time to time. You know, he's been embarrassed by her sometimes, but he's also been having fun with her. So yeah, maybe that's it. That he just needs to get her out of harm's way. Oh, definitely. I mean, he is. I have this feeling he's he's kind of having his um, inner brother come out. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, she is an annoying 13-year-old, but she is kind of cool. She is, and I think he appreciates her. I think he gets that she's, you know, he doesn't necessarily, wouldn't he be his first choice to be cruising around with a 13-year-old, but, you know, she's cool. He's He, he, he likes her. Not and like he's quite... acting to like her, but, you know. <laughs> No, he really likes her, I think. And then later when he does drop her off, he kind of has the smile on his uh, face when she waves him goodbye mm-hmm. before she enters the house. So my the thing I'm asking myself is, do we, watching the scene that unfolds in front of us, do we immediately get that, he, that it's a ruse, that he's just play acting? I think so. I think we immediately get it. I think that the way he's... He hasn't spoken like this the entire time, the entire movie. Like, he hasn't been speaking in romantic terms or anything, or even, like, just, you know, sexualized terms or anything, and he's only been annoyed with her, or maybe kind of having a nice time with her, like, as a kid, you know? So, like, and you know that he's been trying to get rid of her the whole time, too. So I do kind of think that the first time you see this movie, you're like, oh, that's funny. Okay, he's, like, fake coming on to her to... And he even says, like, you know, I mean, you won't tell me your address. I mean, if you did, then, you know, maybe we, yeah. I could do something I mean, about he's, it. But... He's asked her a couple of times before. I mean, he's, he's trying to be he's sensible. Yeah. Like, yeah. come on, it's getting late. I got to take you home. No, no, right. I have it. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I never had the I never had the feeling that he really was serious with this come on here. Right. And so much of his presence in the movie is like, you know, adults and people dismiss him as like, oh, he's a greaser, loser, degenerate, whatever. And the whole movie is like, no, he's not that. He's not. He's a good guy. We like him. He's he's he's. He's got skills, he's he's true to his friends, he's a good guy, he's got a good heart, so yeah, there's nothing... He's actually the only one who, who makes any money. <laughs> yeah, he's got a job, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's got responsibilities. Yeah, so there's nothing in his nature that we've seen so far that would suggest that suddenly he's going to try to force himself on a kid. <laughs> I mean, the the song kind of plays sarcastically yeah, in the background. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I do wonder if... I mean, you know, we get, you know, like we're saying, we get that he's putting this on, that it's like a fake, that it's a, you know, an act to get her to give him his, give him her address. But is there any chance that 
it seems like this could have gone wrong in a couple of different ways. Like either, and I don't think this would have happened, but like, you know, you never know. Like, like I don't, like she could have been like, oh, great, I'm going to make out with a guy. And then like she'd be into it or something. And he'd be like, no, 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 wait a minute. Or he could go through this and she could be like, oh, he was faking. Like, I'm, I'm really kind of into John Milner and like, oh, he's a neat guy, but he was, I thought for a second that he was into me like that, but he's not. Like, I'm just a dumb kid. Like, I wonder if that could have messed her up a little bit or something. Like, if she could have reacted, like, she in the scene, she's relieved only. She's just relieved that, like, he wasn't going to make out with her and that he's going to take her home. But I wonder if, she, you know, she could have had her heart broken a touch. I don't know. Could have. Could have. Yeah. But uh, still, that would have been the lesser of two evils. Oh, definitely. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean... I think it happened the way it should have. Yeah, yeah exactly. The other possibility of her really uh, going for it. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't in a million years think that would happen. But like, you know, no. like two people in a car late at night, you don't know, you know, yeah. whatever. But uh, I mean, she she is a loud mouth. Yeah. Yeah. She's talking about ah, oh, girlfriend and boyfriend. And um, she has kind of played him a couple of times. <laughs> yes. As in, there's the cop. I'm going to tell him that you tried to rape me. And, yeah. Uh, you now have to do what I want you to mm -hmm. do. And of course, I think this is where he gets the idea that he's going to just turn the tables on her. <laughs> right. He's using her own ruse against her. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And none of her doing that is, you know, her trying to get him to be your boyfriend or anything like that. It's just like, I want to hang out with the older kids and have fun tonight and just, you know, cruise around and stuff. None of it is like, hey, this will get you to like me like that or something like that. She's just, yeah, you exactly. know, she's just yeah. trying to have fun. She wants, she wants something that she can tell her girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. I had an awesome night of cruising. And we Come Monday morning in front of the locker. <laughs> right. We're talking our exploits. It also makes you really sad when I think about what her reaction must be years later when she hears... What happened to Milner? Like that must have been like she's probably it's probably been years since she's seen him. But that's oh my god, we had that awesome night and it was really cool. And I still have his shift knob and stuff. And you know that's probably pretty sad. I'd like to think that they actually stayed friends mm. and they just as casual like, hey Carol, how are you doing? Yeah, not being strangers anymore after that. Yeah, I wonder if it would be like <laughs> this that whole thing in uh I almost said Breakfast at Champions Breakfast Club where. Uh, you know, they all kind of bond, like the nerds and the popular girls and everything. And, and he's like, you know, the nerd kid is like, hey, if I see you in the halls tomorrow, are you going to say hi to me? She's like, no, I'm probably not. You know, like I'm, I'm the popular, beautiful girl and you're a nerd. I've, I'm not going to be able to say hi to you. So I wonder if I I don't know if that'll happen here. I, I would like to think that he would be like, oh, hey, Carol, sup? You know, oh, I asked my buddy Carol, you know, that he would like not shun her or act like he didn't know her or anything like that i think you'd be cooler than that i mean on the on the one hand i think he is kind of a little bit above all that because he is yeah. not a high school kid anymore yeah yeah that's true yeah on the other hand um that scene where they they meet um the other couple and he talks <laughs> to him about uh yeah i gotta bring my car over or my, my motorbike and he tells carol just to duck down so <laughs> no one sees her <laughs> of course uh i mean he probably is aware that it might look really strange. Yeah. And he has a 13 year old yeah. in the car with him. And everybody knows it's not his sister. Yeah. There's probably a big difference between being caught with a girl at, you know, the drive in, you know, at the diner, whatever, at night on like date night and stuff, between that and like, you know, just seeing her, you know, walking down the street. Oh, hey, Carol. What's up? What's yeah. been going on? How's school? Yeah. I guess during daytime, that would be different. <laughs> yeah. The rules are different. The expectations are different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he finally gets her address out of her. <laughs> <laughs> 231 Ramona. Yeah, it's funny the way that they say that. it's not hard to find. <laughs> it's not hard to find. I'll show you. It's really easy. 
<laughs> it's the way they say that she says two, three, one to Ramona. And then they both say it together. Two, three, one. <laughs> Almost like it's, it sounds like that's a reference to something that they both get. Like it's from a TV show, show or something. Well, if it's a reference, I don't get it. I know. I actually kind of looked it up and it's like, oh, you know, two, three, one. I don't know. There's nothing like <laughs> <laughs> it's just a couple of numbers, <laughs> but it works. What I really like is the way she shrinks into her seat. Yeah. And she's she's becoming smaller. Her hand is getting kind of like a little bit bigger in front of her face. It's, it's like the proportions of being a child yeah. are extremely visible. And we, I mean, we've realized that through the whole movie that she really is the age that she's pretending to be. Yeah. Um, not like most of the other actors. You can clearly see now, yeah, this is a child that's sitting there. And I love the way she plays that. Yeah, she's awesome in that. They're both awesome in this. Yeah, she, yeah, like you're right. You can see that she's at that, like 13 is the age where kids are trying to be older and stuff. And so she's been doing that this whole time. The whole movie, she's been like acting kind of brave and cool and whatever, and I can handle stuff. But yeah, right here, you're like, oh, wait, 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 wait. she's 13. She's a little kid. She's there's There's still a lot of that little kid in her that's like been faced with like, the possible reality of the situation and she freaked out yeah i mean you have probably more experience with 30 year olds than i do <laughs> i mean yeah. he's no longer 13 now is he no he's no 14 now yeah, my right? son's 14 now yeah just situations when you see well he's growing up and that oh no he's just just a little boy oh definitely yeah yeah there are times we're like oh this is the little kid we've known this whole time and then other times like oh that was a wise and adult and clever thing that just happened with him. You know, like he's he's uh, he's growing and expanding, but he's also you know he's got that foot in childhood that uh, that's still good for him and comforting for him and stuff. Yeah, because I mean I have a lot of kids around me every day, but um, mm -hmm. they're starting at fifteen. So oh, most okay. of my most yeah. of my students are sixteen, seventeen, and like some are even over twenty. Oh wow! Yeah, so I'm really dealing with young adults there yeah the childlike aspect since i don't have any kids myself i'm not that familiar with it anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well what is um how long have you known that film oh wow that's a good question just don't remember when you first saw that i feel like i probably first saw it just randomly on tv oh just like me then <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I think I probably knew about it as the movie that George Lucas made before Star Wars. And so I was curious about it. And like you said, like I got like around 15 or 16, I got super into this. That's probably around when I saw it because I got super into like the 50s music and everything. And, you know, my friend Jerry Porter from Indiana Jones Minute, like we both like got hugely into this stuff and this music and yeah i had the soundtrack i had two copies of the soundtrack actually i had one that was kind of like the first one i got it was kind of like i guess it's kind of like a cheapy reissue or something it just had like the two records in one sleeve but then the cooler one like the older one was like you know fold out thing with the oh, two yeah. records and stuff yeah that was cool the orange one yeah yeah and the it folded out, out to like the, i had that one as well yeah yeah the, the two records yeah so it was around that time i guess like maybe early high school or something i just discovered it and probably got it on vhs soon after that or something and then had to rediscover it when it came out on like when they started doing like letterboxed editions and stuff like that but yeah i immediately liked it it was like god this is nothing like star wars i don't know what i was expecting but this is like such a cool like fun kind of human movie yeah and does anything in it kind of reflect your own teenage years i mean kind of all of it in a way i mean there's that one moment <laughs> people always point to it where uh i'm blanking on it oh kurt kurt's uh kurt's in the high school and he goes down the hallway and he like tries to open his old locker and he can't do it mm, and, like just him just kind of like strolling the halls of the high school that he's no longer a part of uh that kind of gets me i'm like oh yeah i had a period like that where i was like oh i guess this 
that place doesn't belong to me anymore. Okay. Yeah. And they already on. changed the locks. <laughs> yeah. They don't want me here. I don't belong. They don't want you here anymore. Yeah. I mean, Tom, why I'm asking is because, of course, you kind of also are creative without that kind of teenage feelings. Yeah. That's yeah? true. You've yeah. written a book about growing up and being a teenager at high school and, and falling yeah. in love for the first time. Yeah, it's about that period. Oh, you know, the kids are a little younger than here. They're not off to college or anything, but they're, yeah. The book is uh, In Memory of Todd Woods. And yeah, it's about two friends who, in, in high school, who have never had to deal with girls or anything, but then suddenly they do, and it kind of changes everything. So yeah, it is a lot like that. Like, there's an element of, you know, Kurt being like, or not Kurt, uh, uh, John being like, you know, to heck with whatever changes are happening. We're just doing this. This is what we always did. And it's always fun. And like, why does everything have to change? This is dumb. You know, let's just keep having fun like we always did. And the, there's always like, yeah, but you know what? There's new stuff. There's new, <laughs> let's try out this yeah. new stuff. Like not just girls, but like other ideas and other experiences and stuff. So there's that push and pull and that, that, uh, that strain. Right. So because of course, and that has been like an ongoing theme whenever I was talking to people mm -hmm. or when I talk to people about this movie, because of course in, in Europe, our experiences are different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would think. But the high school experience is different. Like for me, especially when I was just leaving high school, prom didn't exist. Oh, okay. That of course that cruising on Saturday nights didn't mm -hmm. exist or still doesn't exist in a certain <laughs> way. Because when you're leaving high school, I mean, we are usually 18 or 19. So people mm -hmm. here now also have their driver's license when they leave school. Yeah. Because our school takes a little longer than in the States. I mean, these kids at, at 17, no one at 17 would be would have been allowed to drive. They are now, but they would have to have their daddy or mommy sitting next to them. Okay. So that would kind of spoil the experience. Right. Dad, can you get in the back seat? I'm trying to... Uh... Yeah. You're ruining it. And then, of course, you're not allowed to drive, but you're allowed to drink alcohol and you're allowed to go into bars at least until midnight. Oh, wow. You could at least buy beer legally when you're 16. Oh, wow. Not the yeah. whiskey and, and right. not the vodka. I mean, usually here, the kids, they meet up in the park uh -huh. or they they even go to, to their friends' houses and kind of sit in the rooms and, and, and drink and have fun and listen to music there. And of course, nowadays, they all play video games. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I certainly didn't grow up with cruising or anything like that. Like that wasn't a part of our hanging out but we did have like places we'd go we'd all congregate someplace either somebody's house or like a you know a, i don't know just different hangout you know just hang out around town like cruising would be kind of walking like up and down the you know just hanging out downtown and stuff yeah but it's that same it's okay we're all it's unspoken but we're all going to see each other tonight and we're all going to be hanging out and we're all going to be interacting and bouncing into each other and stuff and uh, we'll see what happens but would it be going on like sunrise uh yeah sometimes yeah, yeah occasionally okay i must have had a pretty boring teenage uh experience <laughs> well okay i should i should i'm, I'm sort of thinking about college years too yeah no, I, I guess high school no you've got to be in at a certain yeah. time and... but th then of course i also didn't grow up uh in a city i grew up really in the countryside so mm -hmm. um yeah it was a pretty boring and dull place it still is by the yeah. way but i no longer live there well it doesn't seem like this town in the movie is that happening or anything it's like it's got like a couple of teenage hangouts like it's got the the diner and the and diner and then of course going up and down the same roads all over exactly there. yeah and like the roads are not anything special it's just the road it's just like the town so you're just traveling through the town you're, you're the main you're making it cool yeah yeah and, and then you pick up your date and you drive down to the canal and that's where you go make out yep and that's about it it doesn't, <laughs> right. it, it doesn't even look like there's drive-in movie theater or something right right and they kind of don't need it they're just uh 
they're they're making it cool by being there and by interacting with everybody. But that small town does have an airport. <laughs> That's true. Not a huge airport, but a, an airport nonetheless. An airport nonetheless. Yeah. Tom. Yes. Any final thoughts on this one? Um, I don't know. I wish, uh, I, I, I love Paul Lamatt and uh, he's been a busy actor, but I wish he had been had a bigger career. He deserved to be a bigger star, I think. Yeah. He's just kind of always been in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I recommend Melvin and Howard if you haven't seen that. He's in that and that's an excellent movie. Thanks, by, uh, for, the, uh, thanks for the tip. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. So, as you already mentioned, you are one of the three hosts of Indiana Jones Minute. Yeah. So, when people want to find you on the webs, they can, of course, look up Indiana Jones Minute, and they should. <laughs> I hope they do. They should. And when they do, they'll probably find uh, indianajonesminute.com, which is sort of our home on the web. And they can also, you know, we're on all the uh, Apple podcasts and all the usual places and everything. And we're on Facebook and Twitter and all those places where... We're a presence, a presence on the internet. So, um, Tom. Yes. Since the song we've been talking about keeps playing, mm -hmm. how about you come back tomorrow and we'll talk a little more? Mm, okay. <laughs> you talked me into it. Good. Great. <laughs> so, people, you out there, if you want to talk a little bit more about American Graffiti, come find us on Facebook. Join our Mel's Listeners Drive-In. Facebook group, or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BCR Privileges. And I hope I'm also going to see you, or you're going to listen to us tomorrow. He's really fast, isn't he?